What's up, Fly Nation? It's your boy, DJ Fly Fat, and you're here right now, again, for another episode of Fly Vibes. We got a special guest in the building today. Uh, somebody uh, who's going to tell us about the money, y'all, about how to spend the money, how to curate more opportunities with your money. And when I'm saying money, man, everybody thinks like cash is king and all that thing, but us as black folks, we need to start getting into credit. These are the things that our education systems failed to teach us, that we have to rely on people like ourselves, you know, to instill into ourselves. So we got a very special guest. I'm going to let her introduce herself, and uh, we're going to go from there. Good afternoon. My name is Chandra Williamson. I am an author, entrepreneur, a business owner, a mother of two. I am the owner and creator of CW Credit Solutions, here to assist y'all and talk about financial literacy. And with that being said, how long have you been into this? I've been in business for on the financial literacy side for about five years. And what guided you to that to that area? Like us as black folks, we kind of tend to not know or you know be ignorant to the fact of credit. People like like me, I used to be like, man, if I can't pay for it up front, man, I don't want that shit. <laughs> but now, you know what I'm saying, getting older and getting into my 40s, I realize that you have to have credit, especially with me being a business owner. You know what I mean? I, I, I've started learning a lot more about credit. So how important is it? Um, what led me into it really was exactly what you said. We as black people don't have enough knowledge in the credit arena, what it's about, what we should use it for. We so big on just paying for things because we didn't grow up with any financial literacy. Basically, in reality, most of us were raised in the projects. We were raised in poverty. And so Facts. what made me go into it was because I wanted to create a legacy for my family and for my children and, you know, give us as black people opportunity if nobody else did it from my hometown or where I was from I wanted to make sure if I did nothing else I rose up to make sure that I did what I need to do to obtain the knowledge to make sure we got it and how long have you been doing it five years five years you, you like it of course I love like it, it. I love it. it what's your favorite part about it like as far as you know being able to commit um, commit with the community and you know help the community what I love about it is being able to assist people, um, actually just pouring out that knowledge and information, just because, like I said, when we don't know certain things, we can't help nobody else do something. And so I'm a, I'm a very informational person, love reading. And so when it comes to finding out information, I love pouring out everything that I can to make sure that, you know, I see the next person win. I'm all about seeing people win. And so if I could do anything else, um, I want to make sure that I take what I know and being able to assist and serve somebody else to make their life better. Facts. Y'all hear it. So we're going to get into some of these questions, some of this info, some of this good talk that we bring her down here for y'all. Make sure y'all get y'all pens, pads together. Take some notes because, man, it's going to go. And, hey, you know we don't bring nobody on the show unless it's some good info, man. So we're going to get to some of the questions that were put together by some of our listeners and our producers here. And uh, the first Part of the question is credit versus cash. So credit versus cash. Um, as I stated before, we all grew up with just cash. And now that everyone, we're kind of rocking into the credit portion of it. The cash part of it, based up, both of them are actually used as tools that we would use to make purchases, to buy things, whatever, you know, just to have on hand. We need it for what we need on a daily basis. But the cash part of it is just basically used where if you want to make a full purchase, you can just go use your cash and you be done with it. The sad part about that, the disadvantage of having cash is if you spend your money, it's gone. You would have to find a new way to, you know what I'm saying, be able to get that back. Unlike credit, if you use your credit, if you got some, 
um, that's the good part of having credit. If you use your credit, then you'll be able to basically, it's like a, pay, a buy now, pay later system mm -hmm. that you can use to be able to get whatever it is you're looking for based off your credit limit or your balance that you have available. You'll be able to use that to be able to buy whatever it is you're looking for, whatever it is you want to purchase, and then pay it at a later time so that you don't have to worry about using up all your money, which you will still have in your pocket, and then you'll still be able to use that credit to be able to build upon as a as a revenue, as a um, tool to be able to keep on, you know what I'm saying, using that to keep building your own personal credit as well. Now, how do you distinguish the two? How do you distinguish when to use cash? Is it like a level of purchase? Is, there, is that something that a per somebody personal would have to, you know, put there? Like, how do you distinguish when to use cash? Like, of course, I'm not going to go to the grocery store and buy a 50-cent candy bar with my visa. Right. You know what I mean? So how, yeah. do you, how, do you, how do you, you know, distinguish the two, when to use what? So using cash, you want to definitely use that um, as much as possible when it comes to especially those low purchases, because those are things that we obviously need to use, you know, when it comes to paying certain bills, when it comes to, you know, making certain purchases, you want to have those to have those receipts. Uh, you always want to have a check and balance on every end. Always make sure you have receipt of everything on both sides, whether it's cash or credit. But then on the credit side, you want to use that when it comes to larger amounts, just because if you are building your credit profile definitely want to use credit there to be able to you know invest into your credit report to be able to um, use whatever it is that you are utilizing it for to make those purchases and so you like you said you don't want to use it on a low balance going in the store and buying some candy one you finna get a 75 cent fee right. to use it below three dollars right. you know and it just don't make sense because the truth is say you go use that credit card and you use five dollars you're gonna pay more than five dollars back when you go to pay that bill especially if you go and pay it two three days late you're gonna pay 29 to 50 dollars more than you spent trying to get a three dollar candy bar so it's just kind of using wisdom on you as the person on knowing when to use it and when not to use it i mean I'll, I'll be honest using credit is one of the last resorts you should use especially if you're not a person that is good at finances uh, okay so a lot of people are like man uh like me, I always used to be like, man, I ain't, I ain't buying nothing unless I can afford it. Like right now, like if I got the cash in my pocket, hey, let's get it. But how important is it to obtain some type of credit, especially personal credit? How important is that? So that's very, very important. With the world we live in now, it's important to make sure you have credit because, I mean, everybody want to have something. You know, everybody into home buying. If I be honest, let's just kind of go into jobs for a moment. Most jobs are not paying people you know, the amount that, it's caught, that it costs to actually live, right. you know, and so it's like, Facts. in reality, you know what I'm saying, when we're talking about how much rent, we could just talk about rent for a moment. How much is rent right now? We Rent used to be two, three, four hundred dollars. Now it's Seven, two, eight, yeah, like nine hundred dollars for a two-bedroom. Right. Ridiculous. So it's like everybody is kind of shifting their mindsets into home buying. So that's one of the major reasons why it's important. Another reason why it's important to obtain personal credit is because Back in the day, we'd go over here and get one of these rinky-dink cars from one of these lemons and Buy stuff. Pay yeah. So next next thing you know, here it is. You over here then got you this two three thousand dollar car. You paying six seven thousand to put into it because 
this, then messed up within a year. Mm-hmm. You ain't got another one. So now you wait until tax time all over again to get another one. Black people. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, why not invest into getting building your personal credit report for those reasons alone? So I think that on a personal scale, you know, it's important that we start to have a mindset of just not settling for just only using things for cash. You know, and nothing wrong with using cash because it's, it's a tool. We need it. But it's just important to make sure that if you haven't already had the mindset of thinking about obtaining credit, make sure you put it in your mind this year because I'm going to be honest, it don't take long to build your credit. Now it'll take you a, a longer time to, you know, build it back up if you mess it up. But it's always ways around everything. You know, it's, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing you know if you mess it up it's cool it's always a way to get it back to where you want it to be with the necessary resources and the necessary information now earlier in the show you um you um mentioned buy your buy now pay later i've been saying like a lot of like when i'm doing online shopping a lot of like uh these uh companies in corporate america who you know who are into you know selling stuff they have that option now at the bottom like clarina and all that stuff buy now pay later you think that's they're taking advantage of the credit um, theory here in the new centuries and the new time of age where most people, you know, like especially doing since Corona hit, we broke as a, as a nation. You know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Like, like I mean, you got to, you got to, you know, let's be real. Like twenty twenty two was the year of the scammers. True. You know, what I mean? like like if you didn't want to work, you had, you still got some money. But like for the average pe- person, like we broke as shit. You know, you know what I mean? So like. Was like like I forgot the the, the the importance of this question, but like, how important was that for companies to start offering that? Got you. So I believe that you know, like you said, the the nation of the scammers from 2020 all the way up until just last year, everybody was like scamming, taking advantage of stuff. But if if we be honest, just to kind of touch up on the PPP loans. Everybody was taking trips in 2020, 2021, everybody. Big, big crab you know what I'm saying? Now <laughs> you don't see it no more. But in reality, what I love about those systems like clearing the uplift, um, all of these different arenas that they have to be able to use that credit, a lot of times you don't have to have a high credit score for it. You got to have obtained some kind of credit. You got to make sure that your uh, profile is built, which I can touch on that as well in just a moment. But I think that it's important to have those because I do know that Southwest has it. Like if you want to take a trip, you know, you might not have the money. And, you know, when you're going somewhere to visit a family member that might be sick and you need to take a quick trip, you can use that to be able to take that trip, fly on back home and then pay it later on. And I do know, you know, some of them are like less than $35 a month, Mm -hmm. which is nothing. Footlocker has it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like See, Amazon and then it's, it's it's good to have because what they are is they are builders. They they assist as a credit mix on your credit report to build your credit score. So they report to the major credit bureaus. They do. Okay. Yep. Okay. So look, y'all, it's it's programs better than layaway out there now, y'all. <laughs> you know what I mean? So so let's take advantage of this. Now don't get out there and start messing stuff up now for your name. Get out there and make it make it happen, y'all. Um, how do you? Say I'm a person who has no credit at all, right? And I want to go buy a car. I got a job. I got a bank account. I got the proper money. But, like, my credit ain't there. How do I build credit fast? Like, what would I want to do to, like, build it fast in order to get that car? 
So it's two things you can do with that. The first thing, just kind of basing it off of the financial side, you don't got credit. What you could do with that is it's easy. Go put a down payment, boom, you in a car. Now, you ain't going to get the car you probably want to get, you know what I'm saying, because you don't have the proper credit score to get that APR where you need. Now, I will say this, with having a good income and going to get a car, you can go put a $1,500 to $4,000 down on a vehicle, bet you're going to get the car you want to get, but that APR going to be at least over 20%. Now, you're going to pay three, $400 uh, uh, annual percentage rate. And basically, that's that, you know, it determines how high or how low your credit, uh, I mean, your car payment is going to be. Okay. So, you could go and get, I'm going to just say like a 2010 Lincoln. Uh -huh. You might, that Lincoln might be $15,000 for that 2010 the APR going to be 24,000, I mean 24% for that 2010, which you just putting that money down, but your carbon payment going to be almost $400. Why? Because you don't have the credit. Now, when you add the credit to that, if you go and put your credit along with that on that same vehicle, that what will happen is that APR won't be 24%. It'll be lower than 24%, and that car payment over the amount that you would have paid for just that cash, it would only be about $200 for that 2010. And most of the times, let's be honest, half these car dealers are messing people up with these high mouths and with Man. these high APRs, and then we jump into it, and guess what? So you're paying on a 60-month car that is a high APR. Now, you can refinance it with credit. That's the good thing about having credit on a car in a home. You can always refinance it and lower the APR, which lowers the payments. But why do that when you can have credit to just solve it all? Right. Now, to build that credit, you want to make sure if you have no credit, go and first of all, go get a secure credit card. That's the first thing you want to do. And I actually have... What a secure credit card is. So that one is, it's two. It's an unsecured and a secure. A secure credit card is using your own money as collateral okay. most of them have like two hundred dollars some have 99 it really depends um i do want to say through my business we actually have them where you there's no credit check you just will put 200 as collateral boom there's your credit card and you use that every single month pay on it use the purchase make purchases and you build your credit report using that now there are some through like capital one um american express discover those ones require a down payment depending on your actual score so if if you don't have credit, they're obviously going to require a down payment, which might be 99 to 200 depending on what they offer you. And then you will pay that, and then they'll send you the money. Now, you only can use whatever it is you put on there that they say you can use. Then you would just keep building on that. Now, I say always tell people this is the hard part about building from no credit because it's going to take a little bit longer. It's going to take at least six months to build that credit report with a secured credit card. You want to at least have three to five accounts starting off because that's what's going to build it up and you don't want to keep on getting inquiries because what people don't know inquiries knock your score five to ten points every time you make somebody go hit a hard inquiry on your credit report that's a credit check pretty much yeah okay. yep so that's what you want to do starting there hear that why y'all out there giving them socials up every 15 minutes for the credit <laughs> right. card no, for real. every time you hit enter that point's going yep. down i heard that before too i didn't know if it was true it's true Okay, so what about the people who got their business credit all set up and uh, they got a little bit of cash put up and they want to start a business? 
So on that, that's a great question. So it's a couple of different things even with that. So if you want to do it on the business side and you want to use your personal credit, the route you can go with that is you can actually, you know, you always want to start off with your business name, which you're going to the state of security in your state, your city, wherever you are. You want to go in there and find your business name. If you don't, if they don't have it available, what you can do is reserve one and they'll put it on hold for a fee. Uh, then, I didn't know that part. Yeah. You, that's that's something you can do. Most times, most people's names are available. You might have to switch it up, right. you know, and put a different letter or something in there to make it available. But you set that up. Um, always, most definitely, if you don't have nothing else, always, always, always get an email. Always set up your website. Always make sure that you go get your LLC. And which, when you say email, you ain't mean an email from, like, Gmail. You want it to be attached to your business email so you can do it that way too you can have a gmail or you can have an actual uh, business email which sometimes people pay for you want to have your own personal business number Um, what I personally do is I actually have my own business number which I've done through um, through Google Voice Mm -hmm. which what the one I have now is detached from Google Voice but it's attached to my actual phone number and it's a different number so that's a way you can you you want to add that on there then another thing you want to do is you want to make sure you get your LLC that is very important when it comes to obtaining your uh, business credit because that is something that is needed for like the legal part of it and you can do that by going like to LegalZoom and you can research that just to figure out what part of your state because there's so many different fees and I'll be honest everybody charging different fees but it don't cost that much and you basically want to obtain that Um, once you are done getting your LLC you want to make sure most of all you get your Duns and Bradstreet that is just like your personal credit which is like a FICO score that's where it is actually tracked on the Duns and Bradstreet so that when you go and they look at your business credit when you're trying to go get something that's what they're going to look and what it's called attached to that is a Paydex score a Paydex score is ranging from a 0 to 100 unlike a personal ranges from 0 to 850 which is a FICO score on the personal side when it comes to the scores and you want to make sure that anytime that you are starting up your business credit you want to open up some accounts you want to go get a quail you want to go open up a cabbage you want to go open up it's three different tiers so on the first tier it's like a quail a cabbage it's those low tier where you go open up you know some hardware kind of accounts or whatnot you want to open up those the second tier is more like a um, enterprise um, car, different things on the top tier, some American Express cards. You want to open up those things to be able to obtain that, to build your credit report on the business side. Now, it only take four months for your credit score to build up on the personal side, which I love better than the personal because it take longer on the personal than does the uh, business because the score ain't that high. Right. Now, the higher your score, the less at risk you are as a person where the lenders will be able to give you, you'll be able to get more, unlike Say you go on the personal side and you'll score like a 650 to 700. You might only, might only get about 10,000 in credit, but on the business side, you might get about 50 to 100,000. And so you always want, you want to set those things up. Then what you want to do is you go to either a bank or you go to a car dealer and you ask for the financial service manager, which is in the fleet department. Once you ask them for their information, you get a no PG. A no PG is a personal guarantee. So say you fall default on your business stuff, it won't mess mess you up as a person and it falls into your credit report. Another thing you want to do on the business side, you want to always freeze your personal account because say again, you fall into default, they can't put that 
or it can't reflect on your personal report. And that's the difference between having your own personal or business. You want to separate the two so that it ain't hitting your own personal score exactly. and knocking you. Say you got 50,000 on personal, I mean on business, and then you got an 800 score. Fall into default, boom. At 40,000, you can't pay it. Something happened, life happened. Bam, they go your score back down to the 300 because you messed up 50,000, you know. So it's just, you know, really having that um, wisdom to know which route to go and just, you know what I'm saying, again, knowing yourself on the financial side of which one works best for you. Man, I love it. I love it. Now, one of my questions is, can you obtain business credit on a sole proprietorship business or is that something you want to be incorporated like an LLC or a corporation? So it's, it's, it's a couple of different things, and that's great to actually know, especially on the tax side of it. Um, a LLC, you could do it as a sole proprietor, which would mean that it's just you are the person that's in business and you kind of have like one or two people. But on the actual corporation side, it's more so you being the manager and you have workers. The only thing about having it on the actual corporate side of it is that you have to have some kind of, um, some kind of information that's showing you paying your people. On, on the sole proprietor side of it, you want to say that you're paying yourself. And so you got to have some kind of documentation, especially on the tax side, which even just to kind of touch up on that on the business side of it for um, starting business credit, you always want to make sure that when you are starting anything with the LLC, be paying yourself. Don't never start a business without making sure you're taking some of that money. I don't care if it's $50 every time you get paid. Right. Always take some money out and make sure you pay you. And then always calculate up everything. Always make sure you got your receipts because I'm going to tell you something. Them tax deductions be Ooh, high. Like you. when I was doing full-time business before I had my injury, I ended up having a lot of deduction from every all of the things. I literally, honestly, I got more money back in taxes than I paid out for my deductions for my I business. Swear. I swear. And then, like, using your home as a home office. And, yep. Uh, That's what I did. Electricity and all yep. that stuff. Man, that. Man, y'all, there's so many tricks and, and, and like, back doors that are legal mm -hmm. and that you can use, man. I'm just me being a business, a new business owner, just know, like with the restaurant. There were so many different things I didn't know that I could, uh, you know, like, write off. Yep. Like, like the cost of the food. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like, like I didn't know all that stuff. And then, like, uh, buying the cash registers, putting up yep. the cameras, the yep. all, like anything, all that type of stuff was all like right up. The gas to go get, yeah, pick up the food, yep. like that type of stuff. Man, okay, so I, I'm gonna go jump back over to uh, personal credit right quick, or I guess a credit period. Does carrying the balance on your credit card help your credit? So it definitely does help your credit because what you don't want to do, and this is for anybody that has credit cards, always make sure you never get your credit cards closed because what's going to happen is those lenders who are looking for your um, credit report and they're looking on there, if they see it's closed, then they're not going to be able to obtain your actual report. Um, having those balances does happen. Now, I'll say this. Keep them balances below 30 all the way down to 9% if you can because it's not going to be beneficial if you got it so high to where you can't even pay that off right. so it's good to have it um, a lot of times I've heard people ask you know is it good to pay it off it's not bad to pay it off but I'll be honest it's beneficial to just go on and keep it at that balance and slowly pay that off that way you can go ahead and just be able to pay on that consistently and build your court report that way unlike constantly paying off and using it paying it off and using it that way you ain't constantly spending all your money trying to do that Ooh, man 
Facts. Okay, so when you're paying on your credit card bills, uh, should you pay down your largest debts first? I'm glad you asked because I got a whole snowball effect for Let y'all. Me hear it. So, say you got three credit cards and you got three different balances. Say one balance is 300, one is three, one is 500, and one is. I'm going to just say 150. The thing you want to do is called the debt snowball effect. You want, and I'm going to just say you maxed all of them out. Okay. You want to take that smallest one and you want to put the most on there. And we're just going to say all of them are only $50 a month that you only, is your minimum. You, them, for, them two that's high, the three and the $500 one, you want to only pay the bare minimum on those because they are maxed out anyway. But that one, in order to knock those debts down, you want to be able to pay that 151 off by putting more on there. So if you're paying $50, pay 150 right. That way, by the time that you're done paying off, that amount that you was using to pay on that one, that extra, you could start splitting that amount. So you would be taking that $50 that you was paying on that 300 and the 500 and splitting that snowball effect against them too. You already done with the first one. So take that amount you was using on the first one and paying that one down and knock them out with the other two and then you would just do the next one and you would put if you paying 50 take that amount you was paying for that 150 card apply whatever you was using split that up between the two or take that whole amount of the 150 you was paying make that one 200 boom you only down to 100 on that 300 card because you took the amount you was paying on the 150 card and now applied it because that one is paid off and that's how you do the snowball effect by paying off the lowest balance first a lot of people think that you should pay extra amounts on your credit cards or you should do all of these different things but no you want to take that smallest balance put the most on that one first Put the bare minimum on other ones, but then knock out that smallest one first, and then split the other that amount that you already paid off amongst the other ones. Mm-hmm. Here's one I know my listeners are probably some of our listeners probably don't know about this though. But how does paying your rent tie into your credit report? Man, so let me tell y'all something. I have a whole system that I have. It's called Rental Karma. And Uh-oh. I actually, right now, like, to be honest with y'all, the original cost of it is $50, and I'm actually giving people a discount to hey, start off go. at $20, and it's $8.95 a month. And what we do is is you put your, um, you sign up, you would do your rental history, and basically what we do is we go back two years to your landlord, and this is the good thing about it. What I love about this whole thing is that if you have anybody in your house that the landlord knows is on your lease guess what they can get that same thing in your house everybody can get their credit built just by you adding them to that report as long as the landlord knows that everybody over 18 is living in that house it don't matter everybody can build their credit off of 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 us getting paying their rent that was something i wish was created 15 20 years ago because man as long as we've been paying rent and ain't got no credit that was the best thing that they could have ever created so i don't understand why i think it should have been like that yeah if that that should have been the first thing to me that i think should have been established in credit because even if we had credit cards we've been paying rent for how many years before even mortgages was created like man how does a person update obtain a mortgage like how does their credit up to, uh, tie into obtaining those 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 low mortgage rates that's a good question so the first thing is and and this ties into your credit report because 
you can have a 640 is normally what you need for most mortgages, for most lenders that's gonna you're gonna apply for. Um, some places require a five something. Some places only require 620. It just de it depends on who you go through. But just on average, it's a 640 to have to obtain a house. Now the good thing is you want to make sure that your income is of average to be able to, and then your debts are down um, because the less debt you have is the more you're gonna be able to get on a mortgage. And then another thing is your debts income ratio a lot of people get denied because their debt income ratios are not below a 36 percent you can have a great you can have 800 and still get denied and the reason why is because if your debt to income which is made up of your monthly amount and the debt that you have that you're paying out you want to take and this is for anybody you could do it at any time you want to take whatever your debt is you would put that on the top and you would divide that by your monthly income whatever that number is that that's the percentage that your debt to income ratio is going to be. You always want to make sure that's below a 36% because if it's not, I'm going to tell you right now, you're going to go to the bank and you're going to have your feelings hurt because they're going to deny you. Because that's what they base it <laughs> off of. Because in reality, as I always tell people to make everything in layman terms, everybody want to know anytime you're getting credit, they want to make sure you paying us our money back. That's all they want to know. Facts. That's all they want. And so if they know that you're keeping your debt down and you can obtain that, especially when it comes to a house, if they give you a $300,000 home and you paying $2,000 rent or mortgage or whatever, and then your monthly income is like $5,000, they want to make sure you can obtain this $2,000 mortgage on top of your car, your phone, all of these things. If it's close to that $500,000 $5, a month, you ain't going to get, they're right. not going to give you that amount because in reality, if I be honest, I'm so glad how they set up the system of being able to get homes because what they're doing is they're helping us. I'm going to be honest, you know, and I'm, I'm a faith per, a faith-based woman. So it's like having, you know, deny does not mean, you know, you don't have no access. It does not mean delayed. Basically what that means to me when I think about deny, it means that I need to work on some stuff yes. and get myself yeah. together to do. get better. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Okay. So I love, you know, I used to get upset about being denied. I used to be all in my feelings and stuff. But now that I've changed my perspective on what deny means, it means, no, get your stuff together and then go redo it all over again. It's like being cut. Yeah. From the team. <laughs> yeah. Like, I got to work harder. Yeah, that's yeah. it. You know? What do, uh, is there anything else that we could cover with the credit that I did not, that we didn't cover here? Um, I would just say, you know, oh, let me just cover this. If you are a person that has credit cards, I'm going to just give you all a couple of hacks on that. So, with a credit card, say you have a credit card that you have a balance of. Um, 200 and then you are paying your actual limit is 500 what you want to do is if your payments are due on the 15th of each month and it's only for about 50 to 100 dollars what you want to do is cut that 100 dollars payment in half you want to pay half of that 15 days before the due date which might be on the 15th and then you pay the other 50 dollars of the 100 three days before and i'm gonna tell y'all what's gonna happen that's a quicker way to get your credit report built up as well through that one credit card because what will happen is it's going to report on the credit report as two payments instead of one. Even though you made one, it's going to show up as two. So that's just a credit hack for y'all. Um, other than that, that's that's basically it when it comes to the credit. Man, so if someone um, wanted to use your company, let's, uh, how, how would they go about doing that? 
So um, what I basically do in my company is right now for anyone that has any debt or anything like that going on, um, I do free consultations just to kind of diagnose your credit report to see where you are. But when it comes to debt, I actually am partner with credit consumer attorneys that actually litigate on your behalf mm -hmm. and take this stuff to court for you. You know, back in the day, we had it where, you know, you could use the letters and then, you know, you could dispute that stuff. But I'm going to be honest, them letters ain't working no more. We right. need some hardcore stuff. Yeah. So I'm kind of partner now with some attorneys that's able to litigate on people's behalf to get those uh, credit scores up. And basically what you can do, um, if you are looking for more information, you can find me on Facebook, Chandra Williamson. Or you can go to my website, www.chandrawilliamson.com, and you can look at my page. Um, and just hit me up. Let me know what y'all think. Man, we appreciate you for giving us your grace right here on the Fly Vibe Show, man. And anytime that you want to slide back through, man, let us know. Want to shout out your uh, your uh, Instagrams, Facebooks, anything like that? Uh, my Facebook right now is Chandra Williamson, and my Instagram is Chandra Williamson. Chandra underscore Williamson on Instagram. Y'all heard it. Pioneers, let's get our lives together, y'all. Let's get the importance. Let's try to build some generational wealth, man. And to build generational wealth, you're going to need some credit to start that thing, y'all. I mean, unless you just got mountains of cash somewhere that you can that <laughs> <laughs> you just skiing in and stuff like that, y'all. But until next time, Fly Nears right here. Thank you for listening.